From WOUB News, this is The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Ben Postlewaite. And I'm April Leslie. On this first episode of the summer, we feel like it's time to share a little bit more about who we are here at The Outlet. If you've been following our ride over the past few months, you'll know that we aim to tell stories about the Athens and Ohio University communities in the best ways we know how. We'll be the first to admit that sometimes our best fell short, but that's all part of the goal here. The Outlet is a student-run program, so we're all here to learn. And in the tradition of public media, we hope that with each episode, you discover something new, too. The first story we bring you this week is one we were both pretty unfamiliar with at the start. After concerns about the avian flu prompted officials to ban poultry showings at fairs all over the state, 4-H club members were left in the lurch. I took a walk with one member to find out how they're coping. It's a rainy Monday morning, and Athens County Fair Queen, Sierra Powell, is taking me on a little adventure. So where are you taking me? Um, it's... Sierra knows this route. She leads me through these small hills off Route 550 in Athens towards a sound she knows even better. Watch those nails there. It's hardly the first time Sierra has been in a chicken coop. She spent more than half of her life learning everything she could about poultry as a part of her local 4-H club. She's been showing chickens in the county fair for just as long, long enough to memorize exactly how the judging sessions play out. You'll go in and he'll look over your bird and there's like a standard of perfection book and he goes through and finds which one meets the most qualifications of a standard of perfection. They'll ask you how to show the wing and the legs and the head and they'll ask you background stuff on your bird like where it originated, if it's a meat or laying bird, or if it's just for show. This year, that process is going to be much different due to new regulations brought about by avian flu. Sierra and about 130 other kids set to show poultry at this year's competition won't be able to take their birds into the fairground. That didn't come as good news to Sierra. Yeah, poultry has always been my main thing. I've won pro showmanship four years for it, and so I was kind of disappointed that I wasn't able to do it this year. But I know that the fair board's going to figure out something to make up for it. And according to Athens County 4-H educator Brittany Mendez, they have kids will be able to complete their projects. They just won't have live birds at the fair. Mendez says competitors will be asked to do things like take pictures of their birds and complete posters demonstrating their knowledge. And since judges will not be able to touch the birds during the competition, Mendez says the judging criteria will also change. They'll still get to be with a judge in that dynamic. Um, The judge will still ask them questions. Um, They'll still get ranked and they still have the opportunity to sell at the fair. For kids that use the fair as an opportunity to sell their chickens, the new regulations may be more disappointing. Buyers typically inspect live chickens before making a purchase. But Mendez says she isn't worried. I think we have such a sense of community here that people will really band together to help these kids. They realize that it it is a downside. You want to go show your animal. You want to show people how good it looks. So I think our buyers will really encourage these kids to stick with it. And it's a part of agriculture. There are wins and losses in agriculture, and this is a great um, a great lesson for kids to learn about sometimes how diseases are spread. That might be a difficult lesson for a lot of kids in Ohio to learn this year, especially for someone like Sierra. She's 19, and it's her last year competing at the fair. But she says she doesn't blame the state for making the call. I just think it was a good decision to keep everybody's poultry safe, because if it does spread, it's pretty fatal to a flock if you bring it home. Mendez says the fair board will continue to monitor what other fairs in Ohio are doing in response to the new regulations throughout the summer. For WOUB News, I'm April Leslie.
Ohio has long celebrated its history in flight and aeronautics, from the legacy of the Wright brothers to the NASA Glenn Research Center. Just two weeks ago, the International Space University began a continuation of that legacy in a slightly unexpected place here in Athens at Ohio University. I set out to explore what steps the program took to get to Southeast Ohio. Five, four, three, two, one. The International Space University has bravely gone to China, Canada, and next year to Israel, as well as many other places. But this week it has safely landed in Southeast Ohio. 112 participants from over 30 nations are gathering in Athens, Ohio for the 2015 Space Studies Program. ISU is a unique organization. It's a group of us who meet every year somewhere else around the world to train the new generation of space professionals who will be the leaders in the space sector in the future. That's John Connolly, the director of the Space Studies Program and a NASA researcher. Over the next nine weeks, these participants will go through lectures, training courses, and other curriculum alongside some of the biggest names in space research and exploration. The ISU Space Studies Program began in 1988, when three students from MIT got together and decided to begin a professional program dedicated to studying aerospace engineering. They first approached Arthur C. Clarke, the author of the famous book series 2001 A Space Odyssey. He became the chancellor of the first program, and the first session was held in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Since then, the program has been traveling around the world. John Connolly has been to many of these events, but this particular program has stood out for him. As, as I was doing the planning for SSP-15, um, there was a phrase that stuck in my head. Every time I would ask the people uh, at Ohio University, uh, you know, do you think you can make this happen? Their answer was always yes. And the phrase that stuck in my mind was, these people just keep increasing the awesome. But how does an international organization that travels around the world end up in Appalachian, Ohio? Dr. Dennis Irwin is the dean of Ohio University's Russ College of Engineering. He's also been involved with the Space Studies program since 1998. He says that bringing the program to Southeast Ohio was originally the thought of a previous director of the program, Gary Martin. And so his idea was that let's bring it to a real community in the heartland of the United States and let people see what our culture as a whole really is and not just the culture of Florida or New York or Boston or something like that. He says that a small college town like Athens offers ample space, amenities, and services. As a whole, Southeast Ohio offers a different type of location for this international group. John Connolly has traveled with the program for several years and he says that oftentimes the program ends up in big cities where there's a lot going on. But when it came down to it, the decision to bring SSP to Ohio was very simple. This year, we've chosen Southeast Ohio and Ohio University because a few years ago, they put in the best proposal. When asked the same question, Dr. Roderick McDavis, Ohio University's president, recalled Ohio's history as a leader in flight. Well, you know, it, it's, it, I see it as more than, than Southeast Ohio. I see it as Ohio. Ohio has a very rich history in aviation. I mean, going all the way back to the Wright brothers, as, as was pointed out, I mean, and, and you talk about John Glenn, you, you talk about Neil Armstrong. This is a state, uh, Sonny, I mean, you, you know, you, you, you talk about a state that has a rich history with space studies, and you won't find one with too much better history than Ohio. McDavis says facilities like the NASA Glenn Research Center in Cleveland are a testament to the state's ties with a history of aeronautics. Over the next nine weeks, researchers and astronauts will come to Athens to extend that history. For WOUB News, I'm Ben Polstowait.
Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Outlet. Our show is produced each week by myself and April. We're edited by Atish Baija, Susan Tebbin, and Allison Hunter. Adam Rich is our technical assistant, and our theme song is written and performed by Ryan Gabus. We'll be back each week throughout the summer with more stories about the Athens and Ohio University communities. Thanks for listening.